God wants to give you a good gift. There's no greater gift than the Holy Ghost. It's what you need. Each person must experience their own personal Pentecost. All right, so I'm going to read a few scriptures, and then we're going to pray for everybody in here today. Look at the person next to you and say, you're going to get prayed for today. God's got some stuff He wants to deposit in you. And all our pastors are getting ready to lay hands on you, and we're going to believe the Lord for impartation today. Because we're stepping into a brand new season, and you're going to be moving up. God is promoting you. And the way God promotes you is He drops it into your spirit, and now you have the ability to do something you've never done before. It's like an app. When you download it to your phone, your phone can do something it never did before. And it's the same with God. When God puts gifts on the inside of you, you just, you just become brand new. You do things you could never do before by His Spirit. Amen. And so today we're celebrating Pentecost Sunday. Pentecost is, uh, is a day that happened uh, 50 days after the resurrection of Jesus. Look at somebody and say, Pentecost means feast of 50 days, I guess. That's what it is. It's 50 days, and it was a celebration, and it was the day that the Holy Spirit was sent to the earth. The Father promised us a gift, and when Jesus ascended to heaven, He told His disciples to go wait in the upper room, and he, they should wait on the gift that the Father was going to send them. And so... There were 120 believers in the upper room 50 days afterwards, and the, the Lord sent the Holy Ghost to the earth. Look at the person next to you and tell him, you need the Holy Ghost. Say, the Holy Ghost is God, and you need the Holy Ghost. I don't care what anybody thinks, what anybody said. God said you need it, so you need it. Amen. Look at the person next to you, point at them, and tell them, you need the Holy Ghost. You cannot live the Christian life without the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen? So open your Bibles to the book of Acts, the Acts of the Apostles. In Acts chapter 1, I'm just going to read some scripture. In my first book, I told you Theopolis. Imagine being called Theopolis. I just called you Theo. About everything Jesus began to do and teach until the day He was taken up after His chosen apostles further instructions through the Holy Spirit. During the 40 days after He suffered and died, He appeared to the apostles from time to time, and He proved to them in many ways that He was actually alive. Look at the person next to you and tell him Jesus is alive. He's not dead. He's actually alive. And He talked to them about the kingdom of God. Once when He was eating with them, He commanded them. Everybody say command. command. Not command, command. When Jesus command, he commanded, he told them, listen, this is not a suggestion. This is a commandment. Do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends the gift he promised. As I told you before, John baptized with water, but in just a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Look at somebody and tell him, Jesus is the baptizer in the Holy Ghost and fire and fire. Look at somebody on the other side and tell him, Jesus is the one who baptizes you in the Holy Spirit and fire. 
right. So I got to have it. So when the apostles were with Jesus, they kept asking him, Lord, has the time come for you to free Israel and restore our kingdom? And he replied, the Father alone has the authority to set those dates and times, and they're not for you to know. But you will receive power. What will you receive? What will you receive? When? When the Holy Spirit comes upon you. Look at the person next to you and tell him, when you get the Holy Ghost, the first thing that you get is power. We have some very weak Christians living under their circumstances. Let me tell you something. When you get the power of the Holy Ghost, your circumstances go under your feet. The Holy Ghost resurrects you. He puts power on the inside of you. The power of God comes in you. And you have power over circumstances and situations. You have power over the sins of the flesh. Can I get an amen? God gives you the grace to overcome. You become victorious. You are now seated with Him at the right hand of the Father with all authority and power. With all things under your feet. How many of you need some power? We're not going to be a church that's powerless. We're going to be a church of power. We're going to live victorious. But you cannot do it without the Holy Ghost. Say, I need the Holy Ghost. The Holy Ghost and fire. Fill me with the Holy Ghost. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And what is the power for? Read the Bible. To be a witness. Say, I'm going to be a witness that Jesus is alive. That He lived on the inside of me. You know, when Jesus gets into your boat, into your circumstances, in your situations, He turns that thing around. Jesus can't come into your life with power and you not be witness to the fact that He's turned some things around for you. Can I get an Amen. When Jesus steps in, you get saved. When Jesus steps in, you get healed. When Jesus steps in, you get delivered. You get set free from every bondage of the enemy. You have power over the addictions and all those things that used to hold you. He comes and breaks the strong man. And he sets the captive free. Say power. And I tell you what, when Jesus starts setting you free, you start sharing your testimonies with other people of what Jesus did for you. You become a witness to the fact that Jesus is alive. He's not dead. He's alive. I keep wanting to scroll my Bible. So hilarious. And you will be witnesses about me everywhere, Jerusalem, throughout Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. Well, then it goes into this whole story, you know, where Jesus was taken up, and then they had to replace Judas because they needed 12. And so they chose Matthias. He became the 12th apostle, Acts chapter 2. Ooh, this is where it gets good. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. And suddenly, there was a sound from heaven, like the roaring of a mighty windstorm. And it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone, look at the person next to you and say, and everyone. Say everyone. Say this is for everybody. 
It's not just for the pastors or the select few. No, this is for everyone. Everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. You know what I think is really interesting? On the day of Pentecost, there were like four things. There was a sound. There was a wind. There was fire. And there was language. When you get the fullness of the Holy Ghost, something's going to change. You're going to feel wind and sound and fire and stuff's coming out of you that you didn't know you had. Do you know what God puts on the inside of you? You know that language that comes out of you? It's your native tongue. It's the tongue from the place you come from. You see, you come from heaven. And you have a heavenly language. You have a personal language that's a hotline to the throne room of God. And you lost your language. But when you get the kingdom and the Holy Ghost back into you, your language comes back. And now you can talk to God again. Say, I'm a spirit. Look at the person next to you. Tell him you're a spirit made in the image of God. And you've got a language. It's a sound from heaven. And the language might start out, ba, sha, ka, ma, da, da. But eventually it's like, shabre de desa, kaya la bosa, remendose. You got full lingo, baby. You've even got slang. Chamblay. When you, when you receive the fullness of God, you get radically touched and you will never, ever, ever be the same again. Can I get a witness? Anybody received the full power of the Holy Ghost and your life ain't never been the same again? See, it's not just me making this stuff up. These people have experienced it. The Pentecost happened 2,000 years ago. The Holy Spirit was sent as a gift. Look at somebody and say, it's a gift from your heavenly Father. God wants to give you a good gift. There's no greater gift than the Holy Ghost. It's what you need. Each person must experience their own personal Pentecost. Even though it happened 2,000 years ago, you have to experience Pentecost in your life. Can I get an amen? amen. Each one of you is going to get your own little fire, your own flame. Go to Isaiah chapter 10, verse 27. And it says in the New King James, And it shall come to pass in that day that his burden shall be taken away off your shoulders and his yoke from off your neck, and the yoke will be destroyed. Everybody say destroyed. Because of the anointing. According to Isaiah, the anointing is burden removing, Yoke destroying, power, say power. power. What is power in Spanish? Poder. What? Poder. It is burden removing, yoke destroying, poder. <laughs> Can I get an amen? amen? When you get this stuff, this anointing, it destroys stuff. I feel the Holy Ghost come on me sometimes. I want to throw my podium across the room, I want to kick speakers. And I'm not a violent person. I'm the chillest person on the planet. But there comes this moment. I feel power, the power of God come on me and I get aggressive. 
I want to break things. It's like, and I'm like, yeah, I feel it on the inside of me. Something's going to break right now. Because it's the power of God getting ready to break something off your life. Burdens and yokes are going to be broken. Go to the book of Luke, chapter 4. I've got to lay this foundation of poder, poder in your life. Luke, chapter 3, verse 21. One day when the crowds were being baptized, Jesus himself was baptized. And as he was praying, the heavens opened and the Holy Spirit in bodily form descended on him like a dove. Look at somebody and tell them the Holy Ghost is not a dove. The Holy Ghost is not a language. Say, the Holy Ghost is God. But he came upon Jesus gently that day. Amen. Sometimes he doesn't come on me gently. He comes with fire and electricity and there's nothing gentle about it. But I'm hard-headed, so I need a good whack. And there's some of you hard-headed people, you're going to get whack and hearted today. And a voice from heaven said, you are my dearly loved son. And you bring me great joy. Go to 4 verse 1. Then Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan River. And he was led by the Spirit in the wilderness, where he was tempted by the devil for 40 days. Jesus ate nothing all that time and became very hungry. What I want you to know is, when you get the Holy Ghost and fire, the Holy Spirit is going to lead you to face your adversary. Look at the person next to you and say, when you get the Holy Ghost, when you get the power of God, the power of God is going to take you to face your enemy, to face your adversary. Because God wants to show you that the power you have now is to take your giant down. Yeah, you see, many people, they don't want to go face their giants. Why? Because you don't have power. You've tried to overcome that thing in your own strength time and time again. That torment, that sin, that thing that has had you bound, that trap that you keep falling into time and time again. Well, I want to let you know when you get the power of the Holy Ghost, you can go face that same giant that has held you captive and held you back. And I want you to know this time it'll be different. Because you're not coming in your own strength. You're coming in the anointing, burden-removing, yoke-destroying power of God. And no matter what temptation the devil is going to bring towards you, you've got the Holy Ghost and power on the inside of you, and you are going to overcome that devil that has been tormenting you your whole life. Can I get an amen? Poder! And after Jesus overcame this temptation, verse 14, let's see what it says. Jesus returned to Galilee filled with the Holy Spirit's power. Look at the person next to you and say, I got power. But you've got to overcome the temptations of the devil. And you've got the power of the Holy Ghost to help you overcome those things. And then Jesus, he went, in verse 15, he taught regularly in the synagogues and was praised by all. I want you to know Jesus went to church regularly. Look at the person next to you and tell him, if Jesus went to church regularly, so should you. Because we want to be followers of Jesus, right? When he came to the village of Nazareth, his boyhood home, he went as usual, say as usual, to the synagogue on the Sabbath and stood up to read the scriptures. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah 
was handed to him, and he unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. That's what it said in, in Acts 1 verse 8. When the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And he said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. For he has anointed me. Given me burden removing, yoke destroying power of God. To preach the good news. Everybody say the good news. To the poor. What would, what would be goodness, good news to poor people? You don't have to be poor anymore. The first thing Jesus wants to break is lack off your life. Jesus wants to break poverty out of your life. Jesus wants to break begging out of your life. Looking to man off your life. He wants to give you everything that you need for your life. Can I get an amen? amen. Say overflow. overflow. He sent me to proclaim that the captives will be released. If you've been held captive in any way, shape, or form by the enemy, sin holding you captive, he's going to set the captive free. And that the blind will see. That's right. Both physically and spiritually. Your eyes are going to open and you're going to begin to see the kingdom of God. Can I get an amen? And that the oppressed will be set free. If you've been oppressed, ah, made to do things you don't want to do. You got this heavy burden and oppression and oppression and the enemy resisting you. It is going to break off your life when you get the power of the Holy Ghost. Say, I got to have it. You see, you can come to church on Sunday, and I can pray for you, and you'll feel the power of God break something off you. But if you don't carry the power, you're going to walk out there and pick up the same problem again. The enemy's going to come back, and he's going to take back the territory that we broke you free from. That's why you got to get the Holy Ghost and power, so that any time the devil tries to come and attack you, you can stand solid with the power of God and overcome. Yeah, he'll attack the kids when dad's not around. But when the kids get the power, look out. Open up a can. You can finish the sentence. And the time of the Lord's favor has come. God's going to favor you. Listen, when the favor of God hits you, he gives you stuff money can't buy. Amen. And he adds no sorrow to it. He blessing you. I feel blessing going to hit you. This is going to be the summer of blessing. This is going to be the summer of life and life more abundantly. Can I get an amen? This is going to be the best summer you've ever had. I just feel it. It's going to get so good, you're going to pinch yourself like, is this my life? Is this really my life? Could it really be this good? Yeah, it can. It's just going to get better and better and better. Yeah. Second Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. Second Timothy 1, verse 7. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God. Say, that's the Holy Ghost. Which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and of sound mind. Listen, when you get the Holy Ghost and power and the Holy Ghost and fire, you're not given a spirit of fear. 
You're not weak and timid. No, there's a boldness. There's a lion on the lion of the tribe of Judah on the inside of you. And you're not afraid. You devour stuff. You hunt the enemy. Not the enemy hunting you. You become the hunter. I can't wait to wake up in the morning. Devil, when my alarm clock goes off, you know it's going to be the worst day of your life. You think hell's bad. Wait till I wake up. That alarm clock goes off. Sirens are going off in hell. No. They're awake. They're awake. It's time to terrorize the devil for everything that he's done to you and your family. It's, instead of looking at what the devil did and being, being all about it, take that as fuel and say it's payback time. You're going to get it, buddy. You mess with the wrong person. You receive power. Say the power of God. Love. Woo. When you get the Holy Ghost, you get the love of God. Say the love of God. That means you love people, but you hate the devil that's got them bound. You don't judge people. You set the captive free. Why? Because you receive power to set the captive free. Come on, church. Oh, I love this one. 1 John ver uh, 3, and I don't know what, what verse it is, but it's in 1 John 3. The one who practices sin, Amplified Bible, Separating himself from God. That's what practicing sin does. It separates you from God. And offending God by acts of disobedience, indifference or rebellion, is of the devil. Just pause. Let's read that again. The one who practices sin separates himself from God and offends God by acts of disobedience, indifference, or rebellion. And it's of the devil. It says, and takes his inner character and moral values from him and not from God. See, Amplified. For the devil has sinned and violated God's laws from the beginning. But the Son of God appeared for this purpose. To destroy the works of the devil. I want you to know it doesn't matter what the devil has had you bound up in. Jesus the Christ is going to set you free. Amen. You're no longer going to rebel against God. You're no longer going to be disobedient. And you're no longer going to practice sin. Listen, Jesus died so that you could be free from sinning. From practicing sin. I am not a sinner. Look at the person next to you and tell him, you are not a sinner. If you have Jesus Christ and you got the Holy Ghost and fire, then you are the righteousness of God. Look at somebody and say, I am the righteousness of God. I used to be a sinner, but I'm no longer a sinner. I don't practice sin. I practice obedience. I love God and God loves me. I am righteous. I live a holy life. And I'm on an assignment. Pastor Chris shared something really powerful to the kids' church last week. I wish I was in that service. It was really good. Because they've been talking about obedience. 
And he said, he said to the kids, if God has to keep correcting your disobedience, then you're never ready to hear the instruction for the assignment. That's Pastor Chris right there. That's who's over that kids program over there. You've got some good stuff going into your children over there. If God has to keep saying, don't do this, don't do that, come on, let's get this right, you're never ready for the assignment. And that's what the power of God is there for, to break you free from that disobedience, to take out the stony, stubborn heart, to put a brand new heart on the inside of you, the fire of God to cleanse your mind, the Word of God to give you a brand new mindset. Can I get an amen? And when you start living according to the Word of God and you mature and you've got this foundation, this kickstart foundation, which is the teachings of Christ Jesus laid on the inside of you, which starts next week, Sunday morning at 9 a.m. You better sign up if you haven't done Kickstart. If you don't have the foundation of Christ on the inside of you, you need to get it. Can I get an amen? Because you become powerful. You become unstoppable. Just do the announcements right in my message. Preach, preach the announcements. Hallelujah. Say, Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil, to set the captive free, to bind the strong man. Hallelujah. I want you to know that the presence of God is here and ready to wash you and cleanse you of sin and righteousness. I want you to know today that God loves you. He's ready to heal your broken heart. He's ready to touch you in a special way. He's ready to fill you with His presence. Amen. He's ready to bring freedom to your life. And the same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead wants to come and live on the inside of you. And I'm telling you right now, Pentecost is about receiving this gift of God, the Holy Ghost, the love of God, the power of God, which gives you self-control, which gives you soundness of mind. You need the Holy Ghost. Amen. And the Holy Ghost and fire. So can you see that the Holy Ghost is powerful? It's not a little Holy Ghost. <laughs> Pastor Rodney said he went up to, uh, he went up to somewhere in Canada to some Indian reserve or something. I don't even know where he was. And oh, it wasn't him. It was somebody, some preacher. And so... He, this, this Indian chief would sit and watch people receive the Holy Ghost. And some people would just receive, you know, and then other people were like, ah! and so the chief decided he didn't want little Holy Ghost. He wanted big Holy Ghost. Amen. So don't go for little Holy Ghost. Go for the full package. Amen. There is no little Holy Ghost. There's only one Holy Ghost. And when he comes, the fullness of God comes. But it's, it's what, it's the brain limits what the Holy Ghost can do through you. So the software, that's why you've got to renew your mind to the Word of God. Like Pastor Mike was saying, is like the thing that moves you from limited to limitless is a mindset. And when you get the Word of God programmed into your brain, you see things through a different lens. Right? So that power of the Holy Ghost is able to move through you now in a greater dimension because you believe. See, when your believer kicks in, 
You've got to get out of the head and you've got to move into faith and belief in the heart. And that comes through encounter. That comes through studying the Word. That comes when God puts deposits on the inside of you and you just open up for a greater flow of the river of life to flow out of you. Amen? And so I remember, I remember the first time I went to church and I watched everybody praying in tongues. It freaked me out. I was hungry for God. I went to this church. I mean, I'd been touched by God. I felt the power of God. I didn't know nothing about this language, though. And I went to the prayer meeting on the Friday evening, the first prayer meeting. 300 people showed up to a prayer meeting. Just let that sink in. Prayer is powerful. I think we should pray a little more. Amen. Stop whining. Start praying. A little side note there. So anyway, I go to this prayer meeting, and the pastor gets up, and he says, Okay, Father, come, and Holy Ghost, pray through us your perfect will, because that's what happens when you pray in your heavenly language. The Holy Ghost prays through you the perfect will of the Father. And he prays it in a language you don't understand, so you can't screw it up. He also prays it in, in, a, in a hidden format, so the devil doesn't know what you're praying, and he can't stop it. It's called most holy faith, and when you pray in this language, it actually strengthens your inner man. It builds you up like a dynamo, and there's actually God able to do exceedingly abundantly above all you ask, think, hope, or imagine according to the power that is working on the inside of you. Yeah, yeah. This is good stuff. Yeah, you got to know what you got, and you got to use the weapons of your warfare. If you got God on the inside, let God go to work. Stop trying to figure it out with your own dumb head and get into the mind of Christ and let it flow out of you. The wisdom of God will flow out of you and the angels will go on assignment and they'll start making things and organizing things. These are spiritual things. But if you haven't come to Kickstart, you won't understand it. Listen, these are spiritual things. You are a spirit. There's a kingdom of heaven. There's hell. There's a lake of fire. There's death. There's a grave. These are real things in the spirit. And you are a spirit. You operate in that realm, which is the parent realm. And when things change in the spirit, they change in the natural. And so we've got to get you, get you out of your crystals and out of your horoscopes. Get you out of all your false doctrines and mixtures. And you get centered on the word of God and the God who is the only God. And you look to him. The power of the Holy Ghost. You don't need the fortune teller to look into the future. They can't see nothing. They're blind. They're liars. I see you having na -na -na -na. lies. They have a prophetic gift that they're using, and they're tapping into a second heaven realm, which is a demonic realm. But they're not tapping into the, into the heavenly realm, into the heart of God. Most of it is revelation to you. When you go to the psychic, they tell you stuff that's revelation to you. Oh, I, I didn't know that. No, I, I didn't know that. The, the prophets are supposed to confirm things, not tell you things that you don't know. Yeah, psychics tell you things that you don't know. You're like, wow, really? That's for me? It's lies. It's supposed to confirm things you already know. Anyway, moving right along. <laughs> Side note, rabbit trail, squirrel. <sighs> and I remember going to this prayer meeting. You thought I didn't know where I was. 
I remember going to this prayer meeting, and then everybody started praying. 300 people started praying in the Holy Ghost. It freaked me out. It really did. Because I'd never seen anything like that. And so I was too proud to ask somebody to, to help me. So I decided that I was going to steal words from every person in the building and create my own language. So I walked by somebody praying bish, and then I'd steal bish, and then I'd walk by that person, and they'd say bum, and I'd steal bum. And then I walked by this person, and they'd say shakanda, and I'd steal shakanda. And then I created my own language, and it was the superior language because it was the best of what was available in the room. So I had a bish, bum, shakanda, and then I would go steal another word from this guy. So a bish, bum, shakanda, babanda, right? And so this was all in my head. I'm developing this language in my brain, and I'm thinking I'm pretty smart because this, this is how the Holy Ghost thing works. I had no clue. I had no clue that it didn't come out of your brain, but it was coming out of the mind of Christ. Somebody was telling me. Apparently, there was a study done, and they measured, monk, they measured brain activity when monks were meditating. And they had 98% of brain activity going. But when they measured Christians praying in tongues... It was like 5% of brain activity because you shut out of the mind and you tap into the spirit. Pretty cool, right? Even science knows. And so these people are praying in the Holy Ghost. I'm stealing people's words. And after about two, three months of every Friday stealing people's words, I was losing my mind. Praying one hour from your brain is hardcore. It's tiring. You feel like you're not doing anything. It's a waste of time. And that's what happens when you pray out of your brain. It's a waste of time. But when you pray out of the Spirit, you're praying God's perfect will. Amen? And so I, I, after, after three months of doing this, I couldn't take it anymore. And I was at my breaking point, And I went home, and I got down on my knees, and I lifted my hands to heaven. And I put some worship music on. And I cried out to God, and I said, God... If this Holy Spirit thing is real, I want it. It wasn't a prayer like, oh God, if it's real, give it to me. It was like, God, if this thing is real, I want it. If it's not real, then fine. But I was desperate. I was hungry. I was serious. And the Bible says that if you ask your father for the Holy Ghost, he'll give it to you. But you really got to want the Holy Ghost. Amen. And so I had come to the end of myself. And I got on my knees and I was weeping and repenting before God. And I lifted my hands to heaven, and while I was crying out to him, I felt something turn inside of me. It's the only way I can describe it. I felt like something twisted inside of me. And out of my belly was like a fountain. Like you're going to throw up that feeling? But I wasn't throwing up. It came out of my spirit. And it was a fountain of living water that broke on the inside of me. And out of my, my mouth, I began to speak in tongues. I began to speak different dialects of languages. And as I was praying, I went through German, Arabic, all different sounds, nations. The sound of the nations began to come out of my mouth. And while my hands were up and I'm praying in tongues, I'm weeping uncontrollably under the power of God. And then electricity hit my fingers. I can't describe it. But if you take your fingers, all your fingers, and stick them into raw 220 volts of electricity, not this 110 American weak stuff, Go to Africa and put your fingers into 220. That's what it felt like. I felt like my flesh was coming off my bones, electricity running through me. And I actually started freaking out. The only thing that I could figure was I was having a seizure and that I was going to die. 
That's what it felt like. That's the only thing I could. Because when you feel the power of God come on you, you have no, there's nothing that you can compare it to except being electrocuted and you're going to die. And so I ran around the apartment screaming. We're going to watch the rerun when we get to heaven. I invite you to my home theater, and we're going to put the rerun of me getting the Holy Ghost because I think it's recorded in heaven. I think God was having a, he was laughing when he dropped that, that power on me. And I was losing my mind. I'm freaking out. I'm running around the apartment screaming, get off me, get off me, ah! jumping over couches. I was in a panic. Like Miss Jenny, when she got hit with electricity of God at the Charlie Shamp meeting, she was being electrocuted. She stood next to me and she said, am I dying? She's like, what did you tell me? Yeah, she was like, am I having an out-of-body experience? What is this? It's the power of God on you. And then suddenly, as quickly as it came on me, it left me, and I heard the audible voice of God. And the Lord said to me, that was a sign that what you have is real. Amen? So I got the real Holy Ghost. I don't know what you got, but I got the real thing. I used to have the Bishbam Shakanda Babanda which was the fake Holy Ghost, which had no power. It was all in my brain. But then I got the real Holy Ghost. Amen? And it's the, it's the love of God that enters your heart. It's the power of God so that you can be set free from every bondage of the enemy, that you can face your giants and take them down. You're going to be a witness to the fact that Jesus is alive and that He's with you. You're going to be able to speak in your heavenly language, and you're going to pray prayers out of heaven. God's will be done through you. Can I get an amen? So come on, stand with me this morning. I'm just so glad to be a part of the family. No matter what you're going through, I got you and you got me.